0: Hey there, Duke fans, and welcome to episode nine of DBR Bytes. And we are coming to you. Uh, we're we're going to be transparent here. We are coming to you literally seconds after we recorded DBR Bytes 8. So it's still Donald here. I still got Sam here. We're going to be talking about the big game that we have coming up this Saturday against the Virginia Cavaliers. That game will be at the JPJ, John Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville. 4 p.m. on ESPN for those of you who are not going to be in attendance. And so as we normally do, Sam and I are going to go through kind of the the preview of, of, the, of the Cavaliers, what they bring to the table, what we can expect in this game, uh, and everything. So let's start quickly.
1: Uh, first, Sam, say hi to the people again. Uh, hello, and uh, welcome back to the UVA preview. If you've heard any of what we're about to say before, This is not old, recycled content. We promise we're talking about a new game.
0: We're talking about a new game in a in in theory, a new team, except this team, uh, as Sam is alluding to, is quite old. Uh, They are probably they've probably been in college as long as we've been doing this podcast. And this podcast has not been around uh, for uh, for, you know,
1: more or less than four years. So I think he Clark has his Ph.D. at this point.
0: He Clark, I think, owns the the, owns the department. He might he's he's
1: he's a tenured professor.
0: Yeah, he, he's he's not going anywhere. Um, but let's talk about him in a minute. First, let's get to the record because as it, just like every year when we preview UVA, hey guys, UVA is pretty good. Uh, they're 14th in Ken Palm. They have an 18 and four record overall, 10 and three in the ACC. When we look at their schedule and who they've played and who they've lost to, they're top. Let's talk about who they've beaten. Uh, they have top 100 wins. They have 10 of them, 10 of them, which is a lot of wins. A, they're – They're playing a pretty hard schedule, and B, at least to this point, and B, they're winning a lot of these games. They've beaten Baylor, Illinois, Michigan, James Madison, Syracuse twice, UNC, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, and last night they just beat NC State. Their losses, again, they have four of them. They lost to Houston at home. That's no slouch. Houston's number one team in Kempom and been one of the top teams in the country all year long. They lost to Miami away, also no slouch. We just witnessed what, what can happen at the Watsko Center. Miami undefeated at home this year. They lost to Pitt away, and then they lost to Virginia Tech away on Saturday. So they split the rivalry uh, games that they've had with the Hokies. After this game, though, looking ahead just a little bit before we focus on this one, UVA has a pretty easy schedule. Uh, they're at They're away to Louisville. Then they have Notre Dame at home, BC away, UNC away, Clemson at home, and then Louisville at home. So they can pour all of their efforts into this game, knowing that for the next, you know, two weeks, they really don't have a team that's, you know, capable, or at least on paper capable of beating them. And they can kind of relax a little bit, knowing that they have a pretty easy road to clinch the number one seed in the ACC uh, and get to the ACC tournament. Houston, as I mentioned, they've only, they've only lost once at home. That was to Houston. So again, no slouch there. So Sam, let's talk about some of these players, you know, they're the fourth most experienced team in D1 basketball. A lot of these names we've heard over the last four or five, sometimes six years, uh, and they're led by Kihei Clark, who uh, seems to be just uh, the, the, the engine that keeps Virginia's whole uh, pack line defense running.
1: Yeah, Clark is in his fifth year at UVA. And just continues to be an extremely consistent player for them, despite, as you said, despite his uh, his diminutive size, Uh, Kihei Clark is is an extremely productive player. This year, he's averaging 11 points and six assists and nearly three rebounds per game in case you are, you know, you are under the impression that uh, small is not mighty. So Clark is the is the point guard there. For UVA, the rest of the backcourt, Reese Beekman and Armand Franklin have been have all been extremely productive. Uh, they they spread the scoring around a little bit. Uh, all of these guys are averaging between ten and twelve points a game. Beekman is also a, a great distributor. He's averaging five assists himself for UVA this season. And the other key is that all three of these guys in the backcourt are all uh, are all experienced players. Clark is in is in his fifth year at UVA getting and He's been getting real minutes every year. Beekman is a junior. He's been a, a key contributor all three years at UVA. Armand Franklin is, is a fifth year who transferred from Indiana before last season and has also been playing significant minutes that whole time. You know, this is not the, the, the experience here on this UVA team doesn't lie. So three guys in the backcourt who are very solid, they're going to play most of the game. Uh, UVA doesn't, doesn't have a a huge rotation particularly in the backcourt. They'll have one guy coming off the bench in the backcourt that's Isaac McNeely who was a uh four-star recruit that that um Tony Bennett brought in this season from West Virginia. Not, you know, as highly regarded as as some of the guys that Duke has on their team, but you know, arguably just as just as productive in his limited minutes. That's the whole backcourt for UVA and and I don't know Donald if you want to if you want to talk about them a little bit more, uh, and and how you know they're 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 so good at forcing turnovers, which is the 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 key thing for Duke here, or we can transition to talking about the front court, which if there is a question mark for UVA, it's up there.
0: I think the one thing that you have to remember about Kihei Clark is that uh, not only you, you mentioned you know his dominion of the size, but in that he, he tries to you know engineer the offense, but you know he also sets people up for success quite frequently. He's 11th in the country in assist rate. Um, He, you know, he's a guy that is actively looking to get his teammates involved and yeah, he'll take the open jumper, but he, and he'll, and he's very efficient at that. I think the one thing you mentioned about the backcourt in, in, in the fact that they don't rotate quite often, there's not a lot of guys coming in off the bench. It's because they don't have to Uh, stop me. If you've heard this before, Sam, but they're slow as molasses on offense and the defense. They're one of the slowest teams in the country uh, in adjusted tempo. I believe they're fourth slowest in the country, but they're also in the top 26 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. So, hey, this is the the UVA team that we've experienced for, you know, better part of a decade under Tony Bennett.
1: And all three of those uh, starting guys in the backcourt are all pretty decent three-point shooters. UVA has been cold the last couple games from three, so I don't know if that means that they're regressing or, or not focusing on it as much or if it just means that uh this is this might be unfortunately their return to the mean. 3 point shooting is going to be one of the most interesting things in this game as i said UVA is is on the whole pretty good at it. Uh the one guy who who shoots a fair amount of threes that doesn't have, you know, greater than like a 38% make percentage is is v- Ben Vanderplas, who's one of the the front court guys who we haven't gotten to touch on yet. But overall, UVA, a decent three-point shooting team going up against a Duke theme team that has been good at not necessarily preventing uh, opponents from shooting threes, but definitely preventing them from hitting them at a high percentage. So that is is one of the keys, I think, here. And then the other thing when we talk about the backcourt is the turnovers. UVA's defense, we know famously, is extremely efficient. Um, they'll make you play slow. They'll make you run half court. They're not going to let you get out in transition. And uh, they force turnovers at an incredible rate. Duke, unfortunately, especially in recent games, and we all watch that Miami game, we know Duke has had a problem holding on to the ball on offense, particularly in the backcourt. So if there's one thing I think that John Shire is emphasizing this week, it's it's going to be holding on to the basketball to, to get those good looks. You know, crisper passing, uh, keeping your head up, all that sort of thing is, is going to be really important for Duke.
0: Yeah, I think the the fact that the pack line defense forces you to slow to a screeching halt is what UVA wants. And that's where, you know, Duke, I think it's interesting that Duke has kind of increased its tempo a bit in the past few games. We've seen a lot of fast break points and, and a lot more uh a lot more opportunities for Duke to get out on the break. And that's kind of what Duke wants to do. They want to kind of increase this. uh, It's not going to be a track meet, but they want to at least get that jog in, right? Like they don't don't want this to be a walk the ball up affair because that is going to play right into UVA's hands. And I think also it leads to the fact that UVA doesn't rotate that much. And um, Sam, I think the one thing that I think is interesting about this is despite the fact that these guys are very experienced, Tony Bennett will pull them if they get into foul trouble early on in the first half. I believe, you know, I think uh, the the two fu- two foul participation rate is one of the like lowest in the country, five percent. So whenever a guy gets two fouls, they're checking out of the game because he's like, hey, I can put these other guys in, and they're going to keep this pack line defense going. I so for Duke, I think they need to go at guys. Um, part of the times that we've seen us beat UVA in the past is when we go straight at them get to the foul line and make free throws where, you know, if they do draw fouls, teams are hitting their free throws against UVA. So we need to get to the line, also get some of these key guys in the foul trouble because if we do, chances are that Tony Bennett's pulling them for the majority of the half. And hopefully that means that we can get further down their bench, to guys who aren't in the
1: game as much and force them to be the guys to make the plays. So in the front court, the guys who are key for UVA, you're talking about, Donald, like the the starters that Duke could hopefully get into foul trouble. Uh Jaden Garter and, and Ben Vanderplass. Uh also stop me if you've heard this. They're both experienced. They're they're both seniors. Uh Vanderplass is a is a transfer this year, but um plenty of experience in in uh in major basketball. And then when either of them comes uh returns to the bench, Caden Shedrick is the is the replacement. He's the only like true big man on this team. Shedrick is is 6'11, 230. The only guy who can sort of body up with with Duke's front court of Filipowski and Lively and and Ryan Young. But don't be fooled by Gardner and Vanderplace's relatively smaller size. They're 6'6 and, and 6'8, respectively. Uh they can they can at least hold their own down there. You'll you're gonna see UVA trying to um, trying to keep the ball on the outside in terms of scoring Vanderplass as I said can can step out and make threes he's he's more of a stretch four um, but but those are the the key dudes and then and then there are a couple of bigs who who are sort of deeper on the bench for UVA as you mentioned Donald Tony Bennett is quick to to pull guys off the floor with two fouls so Ryan Dunn who's another freshman and then um, Francisco Cafaro uh, who i I think has been hurt at least at some point during the season, but those guys are sort of deeper on the bench. We may see them. We may not. Bennett's been trying to, um, to slim the rotation down the last couple games. So it's really only like seven guys. So you can think about that, that backcourt with McNeely coming on for spot minutes. And then in the front court, Shedrick coming on for spot minutes. That's about it for the UVA rotation. The other thing I'm sort of interested in on the Duke side for this one is whether Derek Whitehead is playing in this game and how effective he is. Duke has the size against UVA. They they're they're bigger than UVA at basically every position depending on, you know, I guess like if Jalen Blake is in the game, he's like Duke's only like really actually small player relative to his position. So Duke should have the size advantage. But as we said, and and, and we will continue to emphasize UVA has so much more experience than Duke, basically everyone on their team, with the exception of um with the exception of of the freshman McNeely, who is who I said is the, you know, he's sort of playing the Andre Dawkins role on this team. Everyone else is at least a third year, if not a fifth year. And I will use the the UVA terminology to refer to them this way.
0: Yeah. I I, you know, short of McNeely, I thought there was kind of a, a contract that said, like, hey, uh, you actually can't go to UVA until you're a junior because that's all they have in this lineup that are really featuring prominently. Uh, I think you mentioned the fact that we, you know, have guys that are bigger at every position. I think that means that rebounding is going to be key. Obviously we're one of the top offensive rebounding teams in the country and they're, you know, pretty decent at defensive rebounding, but we should have the advantage there. And I think the other thing is, you know, we've been shooting a lot, you know, better lately with the, you know, given the exception of everything went wrong the other night down in Coral Gables. But I think for Duke, they have to focus on, boxing guys out getting positioned because that's where the the experience comes in these guys who are smaller than them know where to be on the floor to get the rebound and not foul and they're very good at that and i think duke has to understand that this is going to be a bit of a chess game uh in the sense that you know these guys are going to know where they need to be on the floor at all times and duke has to find that positioning Derek lively you know, let's hope that his trajectory that he's been having the last couple of games continues to go up and up because he's had, uh, I mean, he had the 10, five, five game the other day. And I think that if he can rebound Ryan young off the bench and Kyle Filipowski, who had nine rebounds the other day, uh, but if he can, you know, be a force inside on offense, I think that's going to really bode well for Duke.
1: Duke needs to win the rebounding margin comfortably in this game. I think to have a chance against UVA, uh, Ken Palm says that we're only like 24% likely to to win this game. And I and, you know, looking at looking on paper, I understand why it's also in John Paul Jones Arena, which, you know, in, in the time that UVA has has had their resurgence under Tony Bennett has become one of the toughest arenas in the ACC. So Duke is going to have their hands full on Saturday. But as we talked about, you know, the the. The upside to having the quick turnaround from the UNC game to the Miami game is that Duke gets plenty of time to watch the tape recover and you know, in, install uh, UVA proof sets before this game on Saturday. So we will hope that they do that well. We will leave it there. Oh, I'm not even hosting this episode. This is Donald's job. <laughs> well, I guess
0: I guess you heard it first. We're going to leave it there. But really quickly, energy, intensity, focus, you know, competitiveness. Let's bring that to Charlottesville on Saturday. Again, Saturday, 4 p.m. ESPN for those of you watching at home. Uh, If you're going to the JPJ, let us know how it is there. Uh, at gmail.com, and we will shout that out with the headlines uh, from the recap for this game, which will come at some point this weekend. I know there's a Super Bowl coming on, but this is the appetizer on Saturday. You get to have a full course of DBR Bites, and this was DBR Bites Episode 9.
1: Donald, there may be as much scoring in the Super Bowl as there is in this basketball game. (laughs) Okay, wait—that's
0: that could be a nice prop bet. I'd say prop bet. We're not betting on this because I don't, I don't, I don't want to bet on that. That's going to be bad. But okay, uh, the the last thing before we got here, what point total do you think Duke needs to be to say, "Yo, we're going to win this game"?
1: Oh, the answer (laughs) could be forty. (laughs) <laughs> I hate this. Duke needs to at least score forty points. Definitely, I think they needs at, at least. So, okay. Ken Palm says that that Virginia is going to win this game sixty-seven to sixty-one. I would not be surprised if neither team gets to sixty in this game. Uh, the, the the way that both of these teams slow it down, and the fact that that Duke is pretty good on defense and has not been shooting well on offense leads me to think that like the final score in this game is going to be. 57 to 53 like that's that's what I think we're actually going for so I think Duke needs to score at least 55 points to <laughs> to win this game yeah I, I said
0: I was gonna say 60 I was gonna say first to 60 wins that's usually how it is uh, when Duke and UVA play reminder this is actually kind of a, uh, a revenge game if you remember th- about this time a year ago. Uh, Reese Beekman hit that three at the end of the game in Cameron uh, to beat us in the last second, right after we had just beaten Carolina on the road. So uh let's, uh let's do this. We don't have to, let's not leave it to the final buzzer, but let's take care of business in Charlottesville on Saturday. This has been DBR bites episode nine, Sam. Thank you so much for joining me. Enjoy the rest of your time in South Florida, my whole stomping grounds. And for those of you who are listening, thank you for listening. We will check you out soon until then. Here's the Duke band to take us home.